Objections Overruled 1 and 2 audiobooks are produced by Lutheran Public Radio and are made possible with support from listeners like you. You can contribute to the production of future audiobooks at issuesetc.org support. Look for Objections Overruled 3 in December of 2023. Jesus Cannot Be the Only Way of Salvation John J. Bombaro Jesus' exclusive claims about himself are proven in his exclusive sacrifice for all people. The history of salvation, documented in Scripture, culminates in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. All people are looking for answers and help, which Jesus alone offers. The Gods Abound The belief that Jesus can't be the only way isn't new, but less and less is that belief actually argued. More and more, it's just assumed. For a long time, the rejection of Jesus being the only way was argued on the basis of fairness. Now, however, there isn't much of an argument at all against scriptures stating, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. According to most people, the truth is determined by consensus. The majority stands correct. So, Jesus can't be the only way of salvation is just the way things are, according to most people, or so it would seem. A good argument can be made that the world, once again, is ripe for the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ. Scripture teaches that He is the only way of salvation and that He alone embodies the fullness of the only true and living God. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 19. It's true. The vast majority of the world's population remains religious, although mostly non-Christian. But historically speaking, that's the kind of climate in which God unleashes the power of the gospel. He works against all odds, including majority beliefs, so that salvation may be by His grace alone on account of Christ alone. Harriet Sherwood writes in an article for The Guardian, If you think religion belongs to the past, you need to check out the facts. 84% of the world's population identifies with a religious group. Members of this demographic are generally younger and produce more children than those who have no religious affiliation. So the world is getting more religious, not less, although there are significant geographical variations. The world, then, remains deeply religious, and that's why it stands ready for the truth about Jesus, the truth that there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5-6. to Christianity overturns the hearts and minds of people everywhere by asserting above all else these historical facts— that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, then to the Twelve. Then He appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3-6 through 6. The crucified Jesus was resurrected as the climax of Israel's well-known story, that is, the in accordance with the Scriptures story. These facts established him as the world's rightful king, the Christ or Messiah of God. 
Jesus is, therefore, the only person in human history with bona fide credentials to truly reveal the living God and disclose the only way of salvation, because in Israel's story, salvation is from the Jews. John chapter 4, verse 22. Jesus, of course, was a Jew. He was not just any Jew, but an heir within the royal house of David. Simeon, upon seeing the infant Jesus at the temple, declared, My eyes have seen your salvation. Luke chapter 2, verse 30. Simeon recognized Jesus to be God's provision of salvation because Jesus is God's king. This is in keeping with promises made to Ezekiel that God would come and save his people like a good shepherd, like David himself, Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 through 31. A king represents his people. Jesus, as the king of Israel, the people who represented the peoples of the earth, thus represents all humankind. In his person, he carries the destiny of the world. This is how he can exclusively claim to be the only means of salvation from sin, death, the devil, and God's judgment. He represents all people as the last Adam and David's royal son. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, and Matthew chapter 21, verse 9. All other religious narratives hit a dead end on this point, literally and metaphorically. None offer a Jewish-credentialed royal descendant of David who completes Israel's story and represents all humanity. No gods act for our salvation. No kings save the peoples of the world. None but Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus made the claim as the Messiah of God, and therefore the only way of salvation, plain and often. He said to his fellow Jews things like, And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. John chapter 5 verses 37, 39, 40, and 46. Believe in God. Believe also in me. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. John chapter 14, verses 1, 6, 7, and 9. O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Luke chapter 24, verses 25 through 27. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Luke chapter 24 verses 44 through 47. In the grand narrative of Israel, the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth establishes that He, God's Messiah, not only can be the only way of salvation, but is the only way. 
In the according to the scriptures story of the world and by these world-altering events of incarnation, crucifixion, and resurrection, Jesus remains and ever will be the only way of salvation. Jesus goes so far as to anchor all his representative, royal, and redeeming claims to the historical facts of his crucifixion and resurrection. These two events stand as immovable monuments of history, attested to by not only the New Testament authors, but also their non-Christian contemporaries. Jesus said that his death would establish God's new covenant by his atoning blood, and that his death on the cross was the victory of God over sin, death, and Satan. The truth of this salvation achievement was established by another monumental fact, the resurrection of his once-sacrificed-for-all body. The message of his atoning death and bodily resurrection is how God reconciles the world to himself once and for all, making all others redundant. Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 17. It's a message that a world awash in God's needs to hear afresh. The world has lost its true story since it no longer listens to the trustworthy storyteller, God, telling us who he is and what he has done for our salvation in Jesus. The gospel is the retelling of that true-to-life story. It says that there can be only one king and that God's king reigns. The cross declares it to be a public fact. This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Matthew chapter 27, verse 37. And since Jesus is the King of the Jews, then he is at the same time the world's rightful king, making all other claimants redundant. There is no other. Only the gospel tells the true story, that God acts in and for the world supremely and exclusively through the verifiable death and corroborated resurrection of Jesus. This story takes place with real-world persons, places, and the events of Israel. God establishes Jesus as the exclusive way of salvation through a particular revelation, the Bible, entrusted to a particular people, Jews, then Christians, regarding a particular event of salvation, Jesus' death and resurrection, to be applied through particular means, the gospel, word, and sacrament of baptism. Particular means specific. Specific means clearly identified so that there is no mistaking, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 17, who God is and how he has acted and what the outcome of that action happens to be. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. All other Savior claimants are themselves either dead and buried or the figments of religious imaginations. Jesus alone lives, having conquered death. Thus, only Jesus, among all the gods and cultic leaders, is credentialed to discredit the gods and deceivers. Only he has credentials to tell humanity in every age what happens after death. Only he has his story validated by Israel's well-documented history, prophecies, and purpose. His resurrection certifies that he alone has a legitimate claim to dispense the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Only he maintained continuity of person and body after a certifiable public death. These credentials matter, and only Jesus has them. Destroyer of the Gods The apostles of our Lord, along with the church's earliest defenders, contended in an age awash with religion. 
It was literally everywhere inside and outside of the Roman Empire, permeating every aspect of human life. There was an entire hierarchy of gods, ranging from household and advisory deities to Zeus and Caesar himself. But the apostolic witness, codified in the New Testament, proclaimed a message entirely contrary and totally dismissive of the entrenched way of life. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. 1 Corinthians 8, verses 5-6 The bedrock of this claim was the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, 1 Peter 1, verse 3. Jesus was credentialed, a son of David, hailed as Israel's Messiah, reversed the irreversible. He stopped the unstoppable force, death itself, that appended the religious assumptions of the day and hold no less true today. The living Jesus established through word and deed that there is a God of love, something hitherto unknown and unheard. Such a message of love is the opposite of arrogance, since it neither belongs to a single group of people as a hallmark of elitism, nor is it purposed to exploit others or wield control over them. Rather, the message is free and its power belongs to God alone, who does not wish that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. 2 Peter 3, verse 9. Arrogance goes hand in hand with domination or the boasting that we ourselves are the saviors of the world or that no salvation is needed at all. Arrogance is incapable of listening. The gospel, however, is all about listening in faith to good news. To share the gospel of Christ is to speak words of truth and love and to release the listener in freedom. For freedom Christ has set us free. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Due to the immovable monuments of Christ's fact-based crucifixion and resurrection, reports of Christianity's death are exaggerated. The gospel remains very much alive because Jesus remains not only very much alive, but in charge as the world's rightful and loving King, extending the scepter of pardon to all who believe the truth about the world's one true story. This concludes Objections Overruled 2. Answering Arguments Against Christianity Edited by Jeffrey Schwartz Narrated by Bob Sauer Originally published as Objections Overruled 2 Answering Arguments Against Christianity Edited by Jeffrey Schwartz By Lutheran Public Radio Text and audiobook production copyright 2023 by Lutheran Public Radio All rights reserved for more information, visit issuesetc.org.